right, so we are here with Farrah Turcott from the Budget Bitch Podcast. She is a personal finance coach and host of her podcast where she shares personal finance content with an emphasis on mindset, budgeting, and breaking down financial jargon. So Farrah, welcome. I'm so glad you're here and I'm excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and we're going to talk all about mastering your money mindset. So I'm looking forward to that. So I want to start, you know, really basic. Can you tell us what is a money mindset? Your money mindset is basically your unique set of beliefs and your framework and your attitude around money. And it really is the driver behind the decisions that you make around money, your behaviors, how you handle your money. And um, it's also what you tell yourself in any sort of situation that has to do with money. It's like those conversations that we have internally with ourselves and our approach to, in general, how we handle it. Yeah, that's our money mindset. Now, I often hear about like an abundance mindset or a scarcity mindset. Are those the only two money mindsets? They are probably the most two popular mindsets that you'll hear about, like abundance mindset being like on the one end of the spectrum and then a scarcity mindset being on the other end of the spectrum, very far apart. But then I also believe that um, for most of us, sometimes we can be somewhere in between, which is, I would argue, maybe like a third mindset. I don't think it's also... I don't think it's so black or white in terms of um, the way we actually approach money. Um, But then when you think about abundance mindset, it's like you're maybe someone that believes like, you know, money is everywhere and it it flows to you naturally. Um, You're not someone that um, is constantly worried about it. And then when you think about it from a scarcity perspective, and this is also like often coming from people who maybe didn't grow up with a lot of money that can also affect your, your mindset, um, from a scarcity standpoint, um, thinking constantly like, Oh my God, can I afford this? Is this, um, I'm never going to be good with money. I'm never going to be able to make enough money. I'm never going to be able to make more money. But I think for in general, most of us, we fall somewhere in the middle in that spectrum. So you kind of talked about um, how we were brought up and how that kind of impacts our money mindset. Are there any other things that impact our money mindset? Certainly. I think, um, yes, you mentioned like growing the way you grow up impacts it. I also think um, the people we surround ourselves with, even as adults, can impact our money mindset. Um, The the things that we see on social media, the things that we see on TV, for example, can really impact that as well. We're constantly surrounded by ads and commercials and um, people who like, for example, on Instagram, I feel like, you know, not everything you see is truly real on there. And I think that can really skew and impact the way that we view um, the spending of influencers or the spending of our peers or the spending of the people that we follow and look up to. We don't necessarily know what other people have going on and then we will compare to them. And then it can also like impact the way that like, we personally approach our money as well. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I mean, Instagram is one thing uh, where we, or social media in general, where we see things and the, it's really not real. And we all fall yes. into that trap. We know it's not real, but yet it's, yes. we can still fall into that trap. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so is a mon- do you think money mindset's like a self-fulfilling prophecy to a certain extent? And can you kind of elaborate on that relationship? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think really what you believe about yourself and the what you think of your own behaviors really affects the approaches and the decisions you make. Like I always use this example where if you are someone that um, maybe you have credit card debt and it's something that you have struggled with for a while, um, if you, unless you work to reframe your beliefs and your approach to your credit card debt, and you let's say you believe like, I'll never be out of debt, then it's more likely that the actions you take or the lack of actions you take will end up being like, okay, so since I believe I'm already not ever going to be out of debt, I'm just not going to try or I'm not going to come up with the plan. And then as a result, you really don't ever get out of debt. And then that ends up confirming what you believed in the first place of never being able to get out of debt. It's like going on um, a first date with the with already like the pre- preconceived notions about the person you're going out on a date on believing that they are not going to be super talkative or they're not going to be compatible with you or um like just thinking of all the things that um um you may not like about this person and then you come into the situation already believing that so then as a result it's likely or it's possible that you may actually be less talkative and then you may actually not interact with this person as much or get to know them because um, you went into the situation thinking those things. And then as a result, then maybe the date doesn't actually go um, as well as it maybe could have. Yeah. Yeah. So you've talked about um, kind of touching on that self-fulfilling prophecy, and also those preconceived notions, what are some other roadblocks um, that we might, might have when it comes to their money mindset? Actual literal roadblocks can be things like um, credit card debt, for example, um, and actually experiencing um, some turmoil in terms of like um, having a difficult financial situation. I think that's very valid, and I can understand why Um, That can affect your money mindset, obviously, because it's very, very stressful and very, um, for many people, very anxiety inducing. And like when you are in those types of situations, it can feel like I mentioned earlier, it's quite um, familiar and almost comforting to kind of revert to those beliefs where we truly believe that we aren't good with money. Um, It's almost like a coping mechanism, a defense mechanism. Um, And unfortunately, like it can be really difficult to navigate out of those circumstances and also navigate out of those beliefs. Um, And so I think for many of us who maybe grew up um, experiencing poverty or experiencing a low income household, um, that can be a major roadblock that we have to navigate out of. Um, Also, a, a how do I say this? Like when, even for many people as well that maybe did experience that. And then as they become adults, maybe they are no longer in that same financial situation, but yet they still feel um, like they are, like they have to um, behave as if they were like when they were children or when their parents maybe constantly told them no, or explained that, you know, we can't afford this yet. Um, 
may feel like even now as they're making a higher income, make it like it would feel more difficult for them to kind of like let go a little bit of their of their money in terms of spending on things that they want to. So like definitely having actual debt or having actual, you know, money traumas and money triggers and also um, like experiencing like having scarcity as a child. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're touching on a lot of the emotional side of money. Obviously that is the side of mindset. It's not necessarily the numbers, but that psychological side. Um, And money is super emotional, especially for women, myself included. Um, There's some emotions sometimes, sometimes they're not always positive emotions. So we have emotions of shame or guilt and fear, sometimes even greed associated with money. How can a money mindset kind of address some of these negative emotions? Um, You know, like as we, I always touch on when we're as like how our money mindset gets formed as kids. And I, I, the reason I do that is just because I really believe it really does play such a huge role in terms of our beliefs. Um, but you know, the, the more we believe things like we suck at money or we'll always be broke, like the more difficult it can become to retrain our minds or, unlearn what we believe to be previously true. And so it can take a really drastic shift to change those behaviors. And like the interesting part about how these behaviors or beliefs get developed as we're children is that we actually, as kids, have quite literal neurological connections that are built um, in terms of how our beliefs are formed. And so it can be really difficult to get rid of um to get rid of that when our minds can be so full of the negative thoughts and viewing money in a negative way, but it, you know, it really is possible to change and we do have the capacity and ability to do that. Um, but it certainly does take a little bit of work to do so. Sorry. I went, I kind of went off on a tangent there. <laughs> can you, um, reframe the question again? Sorry. Yeah. So, um, just cause I, like, I've heard you speak before talking about money mindsets and just talking about those emotions like shame and guilt and fear, sometimes greed, like oftentimes, um, especially with money with women, they might not want to show certain things cause maybe it's seen as, Oh, I'll be greedy if I want money or things like that. And there's a lot of shame built around that and guilt, um, and kind of how that plays into our money mindset. Yeah. I think also a way Um, it can be shameful as well is when we keep it to ourselves. I think money, like even still now, I think it's starting to become a little bit more um, less taboo to talk about. And there are more and more like, um, like um, content influencers and content creators who are talking about money more and more. Um, I remember when I was personally going through credit card debt, like I didn't tell anyone about it. I wasn't talking about it. I kept it really internal and I was really embarrassed and ashamed, but also me keeping it to myself and not talking about it um, ended up continuing to grow that shame and guilt and, and made me feel really like inadequate. And so I would like encourage women um, as difficult, as it is, like if there's someone in your life you really trust and you can open up to, um, talk to that person about what you're experiencing because you really don't know um, 
maybe they might even be going through something similar. Um, and like, there are so many content creators also. Um, I've, I've received so many messages from women who even don't feel comfortable coming to the people in their lives and, and discussing these things because like they do really, um, there is a fear of being judged, but, you know, like experiencing, um, experiencing financial trauma, experiencing, um, confusion around how to organize your finances, um, how to, how to budget from more of like a numbers perspective. And also like going through, um, like having anxiety around how you approach money is so very common. And I think more common than women realize. Um, but those like your feelings of, um, guilt and shame are very, very valid and they are very, very common too. So I think the more that we have these conversations, hopefully the more we can do to kind of address that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, um, money is becoming hopefully a little less taboo. And that's part of the reason why the summit is, is that just giving a place, a safe place for women to talk about money and get those conversations started. Um, can you provide some specific examples of fear as a money mindset that's holding women back? Like sometimes that fear of money or fear related to money, how it holds them back. Yeah. Um, this can kind of manifest itself in like a few ways. Um, you may fear like, for example, um, not having enough money, for example, this can be something that affects your decision making. Obviously, if you are experiencing like a lower income, then you're going to be afraid of like how to put food on the table. How are you going to pay your bills? Um, if you again, going back to your childhood experience, maybe you had um, your parents go through something similar as well. And then that can kind of continue um into adulthood when like maybe you are in a low income situation anymore, but then having gone through poverty or being in a low income situation as a child, you have this kind of internal fear of not ever having enough. And so sometimes also it can manifest itself into ways of even like holding on to objects sometimes. Um, like with, uh, if we have like many objects in our home or, um, things that like maybe we like clothes, for example, we might have a ton of clothes and we don't want to give them up because of that fear of not ever having enough. Um, so that's kind of one way that you might see it kind of manifest itself. Um, I think fear also can go the other direction. Um, and this is where like I relate a lot is where, um, fear of, um, when you didn't have enough and then that translates to you maybe overspending and that kind of is like your coping mechanism or like a defense mechanism to where you have a fear of not having enough. So here, let me go out and buy things now because maybe I'm in a position to do so and maybe overspend and sometimes even spend beyond your means. Um, I think also fear of the unknown, like if we have been in a cycle of, uh, of debt or in a cycle of um, not being able to manage our money and being confused around it, it's almost um, easier in a way to actually like not sit down and review our spending, to not sit down and create a budget. Um, rather than kind of venture on into the unknown and into new territory, um, that 
is, you know, reviewing your spending or coming up with a, a plan to pay off debt or to think of um, ways to reframe your money mindset because it is such new territory and new to us is often very scary. And we'd almost sometimes for many of us, um, it's more comfortable and like comforting to stay in a space that we're more familiar with, um, rather than venture on into, into new territory, which can be very scary. Absolutely. I think getting out of our comfort zone is, is scary for a lot of people in many different ways, money or not. Um, so that brings me into my next question. What are some steps someone could take, um, women can take to kind of bring more awareness to their money mindset to kind of help break out of their comfort zone a little bit? Um, we're all about action in this summit. So what are some action steps someone can take? Yeah, there's definitely a few things. I, I would say first and foremost, like try to be open to learning new things. I think when it comes to your money mindset, uh, knowledge is really key. And so we want to build our knowledge arsenal. Like we want to really make sure that learning about money is part of your lifelong growth. Um, it, because like money is always going to be a part of our lives. So um, doing our research, learning about how money works for you, but also on a greater scale, like um, even reading things on the news and trying to like do your research and understand like economically and globally how money works on that level. And I think that content creators um, are doing a really great job of kind of breaking that down and um, making it less jargony for us, which I think is awesome. And there are so many content creators that, um, especially women now, and I think that you will have, like, you'll be able to find someone that maybe looks like you or has a situation similar to you, or you can relate to. So I think that's really awesome. Um, and it's important to learn how, what happens um, economically and globally, like impacts you personally too. Um, I think there are also so many awesome money mindset or personal finance books. Um, and you can definitely find an author that you relate to as well. And then the next thing I would suggest is like, um, not is like not as much on the psychological side, but it's still very scary. It, it can be just quite literally facing your numbers. Um, and, the it's almost like the scarier confronting your numbers are to you. And what I mean by that is like income, debt, uh, bank account balances, uh, credit card balances, all of that, like the scarier it is for you, it's probably the more likely that you have, that you need to do it. Um, and as you continue to avoid it, like you'll continue to fear it. Um, I remember being absolutely terrified reviewing those numbers at first. And it was very, very anxiety inducing for me. However, and now it's something that um, has become second nature, but I do recognize like those first few times are very, very scary. Um, and like I mentioned, we get afraid, like, because when a behavior is new, like checking your bank account, uh, maybe you've been avoiding it. It's like heading into new territory. Um, but I do really want to emphasize that Confidence really grows with experience. Working on your mindset um, really involves confronting the uncomfortable. So um, if you don't do anything differently, unfortunately, nothing will change. Um, 
But as you manage your finances and you grow your confidence, I think you'll notice that the thoughts and actions um, that have contributed to your growth can also be the ones that inhibit it. So um, that's something important to keep in mind. Um, Another action I would take is embracing and practicing gratitude. I feel like this can be um, a little um, for some people on the like woo-woo side, Um, but I personally um, love it. I think it's really important. Even taking like five minutes to write down a couple of things two or three things you're grateful for, um, using daily affirmations in your life, but uh, in the present tense, I think is really important. And like, as you maybe go along and you are increasing your wealth and your income's growing, um, if there are organizations or causes or people that you, um, you know, want to share with, like, I think that's a really nice way to, um, spread the wealth and share knowledge and also to give back to the things that mean most to you. And I think will feel really good inside. And I think that's something important as well. Um, Two last things I would say, um, address and acknowledge scarcity thinking when it does pop up. And I like, I don't think it's something that people can just switch off I don't think that's realistic at all. We're only human. Um, But if you do ever have those thoughts, like, you know, I'll never have enough. I'll never be in a healthy financial place. Like, again, go back to thinking about the experiences you had growing up. Go back to thinking about the um, knowledge or even the lack of knowledge that you had when you had um, made the decisions you made, right? A lot of us make decisions when we don't even know the consequences of the actions, especially when it comes to our finances. Um, you know, how were you taught about money and and how did it affect you? Um, and are your current beliefs or those thoughts that you are having or like, are they truly yours or maybe something that you've learned and pick up, picked up along the way, kind of recognizing those thoughts and um, acknowledging them when they arise is definitely a step in the right direction. Awareness, you know. Um, and then finally, I would really picture your future self and really immerse yourself in that vision. Um, close your eyes and imagine, you know, what that would look like for you. What truly, like, what do you truly value? What truly makes you happy? Writing those things down, um, I think is really helpful. Like, what do you really want and what type of behavioral and and mindset changes do you need to take to get there? Um, Writing down goals to remind yourself where you'd like to be. Um, And I think it's important to note, like, yes, you can 100% 100 be grateful for what you have now, but also at the same time, you can be hopeful for the future and, and have a vision of what you want. So I think those are a few ways that I would go about that. Those are some great action steps, um, Farah. So I want to thank you for your time. This has been really um, enlightening, lots of stuff about mindset and all the emotional side of money. Um, so if you're ready, if you're watching or listening and you're ready to mas- master your money mindset, um, make sure to connect with Farah on Instagram. And you can do that by just clicking the button by this video and follow her stuff. She's very, very um, active on Instagram. And that's a great place to connect with her and learn more about her podcast as well. So thank you, Farah, um, for all your time.
Thank you so much, Maria. Thank you guys. I really enjoyed chatting today.